Here we go. Folks, this is your host Cameron Ivy of Privacy Please, and thank you so much for tuning in each and every week. If this is your first time, welcome to the show. Tell your friends about it if you like it. If you don't, let's just pretend you didn't listen to it. Thanks again for coming in, and we hope you enjoy the show. All righty then, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Privacy Please. Unplugged edition, blogcast slash hanging out with Gabe Gums. Cameron Ivy here. Gabe, what are you doing, man? What are you doing? <laughs> I started doing I started doing the unplugged because there was so much content left on the cutting room floor <laughs> that we had to do the unplugged. And I think we realized that there's still even yet even more content that like we're gonna have to put it somewhere else. It's gonna happen. <laughs> But we're always unplugged. We're always unplugged. We're always unplugged. But today, what, what am I doing? I don't know. I'm chilling. It's, it's start of the week. I'm trying to get into a little yoga before the day's out. What are you doing? I'm drinking some cold brew. Chatting with my friend here. There's a lot of stuff going on in the world. Um, there is. We got a lot going on, too. We got a lot yeah. going on. I was thinking about something recently. Is there's a lot of AI talk. We, we talked a lot about AI. And um, and the conversation about chat GPT leaking sensitive information from inside of companies is like a massive topic, right? Like there's, I've seen all kinds of numbers thrown around. I'm not going to repeat any of them because I am somewhat, I find them somewhat spurious. Like, I don't know. And, uh, maybe if, if the open AI company kind of certifies those numbers, then maybe I'll feel differently. But the I understand how folks are getting some of those numbers. They're looking at traffic traversing through to those domains, et cetera. But nonetheless, let's just safely assume there's definitely a lot of people doing their day jobs now and using ChatGPT to do so and are inadvertently putting information that they shouldn't have, right? Like a lawyer reviewing yep. a contract, right? Like they take a clause out of a contract to put in there and tell me if you find any any, you know, material challenges with this as it, as it, you know, pertains to the possession of, of this item, right? Like I'm making that up whole ass cloth, but it really got me thinking in the, about something else, which is sure. All that information is being shared. And let's say that we solve the problem. Let's say we solve the problem of organizations putting sensitive data into say chat GPT, man, do they have some great cross context behavioral advertising opportunities, Mm-hmm. At the organizational level, it's like, ah, oh, this business looks like they really need to buy some widgets. Like just based on what we we understand about their behavior in there, like there's the, the, the notion that the thing to sell isn't just the use of the AI system, but the behaviors of the organizations using the AI systems, the very meta nature of, of technology it is. Um, so I figured maybe we dive into to maybe maybe the, the block cats maybe IAPP covered this in a great post at the end of last year mm-hmm. uh, cross context behavioral advertising is sale it is time to get over it I'm not going to read the entire thing but 
the the gist of the argument goes into this idea that you can you can know things about someone from some other context and use that behavioral knowledge to sell them things right you for example have been driving to and from nursery schools every day for the last four months and ways knows that and so then like you know uh google used that information to present you with ads about children in that age range it is it is cross context they're using the context of your driving to present you ads when you're searching for other things and it's all based on your behavior i don't know if you've noticed it but that behavior feels like it's died down a bit i think a large part of that is because like apple Apple put the clamp on on, on the yeah, device, right? like so. A lot of, yeah, yeah. A lot of that information seems to. I don't know. Maybe it's harder for folks to get. It seems like it's changed, but this article in particular doesn't go into the technology side of it. It goes into more of a a, a fee, more of a, a an examination of whether or not some of the very narrow ways that people are interpreting CCPA's updates to mean. You know who we should have on to discuss this? Who should we have on to discuss this? CCPA. C-C-A-C-A? Well, I can't even... I know, I know you know a guy who can pronounce it, though. Yeah, Scott. are you talking about Scott? Scott G? Scott G, Scott G. Scott G, yeah, yeah. Jeff Scott G on to talk about this topic, too, further. But, you know, just from an unplugged episode, like, I was I was thinking to myself, I wonder if Cameron's seen this. Like, do you see a lot of those ads come your way any longer where you know you've been doing something behavioral-wise somewhere else, out of context, from where you receive that ad delivered to you? You know, that's a good question. Cause now that I think about it, I feel like my brain wants to tell me that I've been seeing less and less of them. Right. But at the same time, I'm also thinking, am I just used to it? And I'm not really realizing it now. That's a damn good question in and of itself. Cause, cause yeah, no, I, 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 it's a great, the thing that really bothers me is that, Usually, so I think you even get that same thing with Google Maps, um, Apple Maps, all the maps. The thing is, is if you go to certain places around the same time every day, you usually trigger, you're talking about, you're, you get advertisements for places that you're going to be around. Like I'm I just using that as one I very think that happens, though. Of cross context behavior. Like another great example of cross context behavior is you might, you might tell, you might tell your Amazon Echo to play sad songs. And then uh-huh. all of a sudden you find yourself over in the Amazon portal and you were going to go buy a book and it starts presenting you, you know, books on how to cheer up. Right. Or maybe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right? Like, like that kind of cross context. Okay. Advertising. But the driving one is just a very good example of like, yeah, we, we know where you are and we know what's at those places. And so we'll use that context which is completely removed from any other behaviors that you have online. In fact, they're offline behaviors. Those offline no. behaviors, correlating those with online buying and or, or advertising patterns. Yeah, to be honest, I'm going to stick with my answer. I think I think I I would I would almost want to experiment because I want to say that they're still coming, but I want to say that they're also less frequent. But maybe it's because, again, maybe I've been so used to it that I just kind of don't put two and two together. So I'm going to try to maybe test that out over the next few weeks. Yeah. Because that is interesting. Now, 
I didn't know this was a thing, but is it was this just a made up term in, in the article? But cross functional privacy? No, means? no, no. The, 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 the phrase was coined some time ago. To be honest, like okay. this, okay. Is, this is the general challenge there, right? Who is expected to even know that that thing has a label? You shouldn't be. Consumers damn sure have no idea. No, no. If you go query anyone in your friend circle that doesn't do what we do for a living, like they will, they will even be further removed from that. They they may understand what they feel is creepy. Like, yeah, I noticed that happening. Yeah. It feels like I said something and then like an ad showed up for it. Right? Like yeah. They, they yeah. certainly may have noticed what they think is just creepy behavior and not realizing that creepy behavior is a literal thing that has a, a name so much so that we discuss it. Um, oh, yeah. 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 The joke, the joke that I've seen on social media is, um, you know, I guess it's kind of funny, but in, in a sense, it's, it just, <laughs> it can say, it can say there's a lot of problems in a marriage. So like, uh, there's a funny video I saw where, and there's probably multiple ones, but there's where a wife had, took a video and obviously people are starting to take videos for attention more than anything, which I think is part of our problem with social media. But, um, basically taking a video of her coming up to her husband's phone and saying like basically saying things into his phone. So those ads will pop up for her benefit. So like, Uh, yeah. So like remembering her birthday, remembering like, you know, like she'll start saying Louis Vuitton or Gucci and like just all these things to get ads to pop up for him to like, you know, buy stuff for her and stuff like that. So it's a little sketchy and, and, I mean, you can go off into di- different directions with that one, but um, that's a prime example of what, I mean, people know about it. People understand that, you know, Google is listening. Right. <laughs> so now here's where, here's where the, the, the thread keeps pulling and gets a little naughtier. If I collect that information and I sell it, the information about, say, what, what keywords were triggered in phone A, this phone that you gave an example right. of, Louis Vuitton. So let's say I sell that information to Louis Vuitton. I have sold your personal information. I've absolutely sold your personal information. What if I didn't sell it though? What if I just shared it with that, with Louis Vuitton? Hmm. Who's actually sharing it? That's have sharing, data sharing agreements. Some of them have data sharing agreements. And under laws like CCPA, right, there are, there are very specific guidelines around how data sharing. And there are also specific guidelines around data selling. Mm-hmm. But some of what's happening is the way those two are being defined, the, the messing with that language even is, is kind of making it, making it so, you know, folks can, can get a little, little cheeky with what they do with your data. Yeah. It's actually kind yeah. of scary. Yeah. I think that's a problem with all the topics we cover, aren't they? They're all a little scary. Like, shit. That's not, that, can't, <laughs> that can't be good. <laughs> but it's also not shocking. It's not shocking at all. That's I don't think sad. anything is nowadays. That's the other problem. I don't, I mean, even mass shootings aren't shocking anymore. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, they're, 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 they're very dark, but let's be honest. It's just another scroll for most people. I hate to say it, but that's just kind of how it is now because it's not like they haven't been happening over the centuries, but now that it's more uh, normal and out in the open to see things, it just, I don't know if our brains are more, (laughs) um, I I don't know. 
I won't find it soon enough to, to discuss it in detail on this episode. So maybe we, we, we hit it on another episode, but yeah. Yeah. I heard podcasts on the, on, on the topic of, of mass shootings and it was, it was completely untechnology related, like the podcast. Yeah. And a couple of things struck me as very interesting. The first was that I am, I am somewhat removed from, very removed from you know school age so i'm also somewhat removed from uh having experienced things like you know active shooter drills firsthand i don't know if you have sure you want to talk about that one too but but there's a lot of technology that's sprung up just around shooter preparedness stuff that had my inner techie and privacy brain really questioning what what in the world is happening there um Certainly worth exploring in another one. We're we're going to tangent away too far there, but uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, so, uh, talk, we're, we're really getting unplugged. See what's what happens with the unplug. There's the, <laughs> there's an unplug to the unplug. There's like no plug. Well, there's unplugged and there's no plug. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's plug it. Um, well, okay. So I mean, obviously, this talks about. Uh, well, first of all, so CCPA. We're going to have to, like you said, I think. I think for next week, maybe we can bring on Scott. We can talk a little bit about all these new. Uh, Let's share the, the 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 article with Scott. Let's get his feedback yeah. on it, and then let's let's bring him on to discuss in detail. Let's let's get plugged. Yeah. Let's get plugged on this one in particular. And while we have him, he can also he can also share with us some updates from around the the, the privacy legal landscape for the listeners. Yeah, that'll be good outlook for the twenty twenty three, and all the changes that are again coming out and. Any other new things that we haven't talked about? Yeah, yeah, this is fascinating. But um, if you don't have anything else on this topic, yeah, we'll we'll let it go to the uh, the blogcast so everybody can experience it, and then we'll go we'll dive further in this to, with with Scott next week. I think it's a great idea. Let's hit the yep. blogcast, get them to the same place Scott is, and let's all meet back here next week to discuss. Sounds good. All right, ready, team, and break. Alrighty then, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another blogcast from Privacy Please. I am your host, Cameron Ivey, and uh, let's go ahead and dive into this thing. Cross-context behavioral advertising is sale. It is the time to get over it. It seems like at the start of every year, there are new privacy laws. The 2020 New Year brought us the California Consumer Privacy Act. The 2023 New Year will bring us the California Privacy Rights Act and the Virginia Consumer Data Privacy Protection Act with new legislation from Colorado, Connecticut, and Utah arriving a bit later in the year. So yet again, cross-functional privacy teams from across the digital advertising industry are trying to decipher what companies can and can't do under new state privacy laws in an environment with little precise guidance about how exactly these laws apply to digital advertising with little time left for interpretation, no less implementation. And yet again, just as in 2019 and 2020, certain market participants feel uncomfortable saying they sell personal information outside of entering into valid 
service provider agreements under the CPRA's amendment of the CCPA. The everyday consumer understanding of sale conjures images of brands selling their secrets to all commerce in some shadowy market. <laughs> Lurking in the shadows, he says. Now, this, of course, is not what's happening at all. When publishers and advertisers exchange information with trusted partners to deliver and measure relevant ads... But chief marketing officers understandably worry consumers will not grasp the nuance between the common understanding of the term sale and its legal meaning under California privacy law. And so yet again, a new legal theory is beginning to take root to blunt the impact of state privacy regulations. Specifically, some are suggesting some are suggesting the CPRA's amendment of the CCPA provides, except for disclosures of personal information made pursuant to valid service provider agreements. Personal information disclosures are either a share for cross-context behavioral advertising purposes or a sale of personal information, not both. Under this myopic view, publishers and advertisers can tell consumers they engage in CCBA by sharing personal information, but do not sell their personal information. Don't know why I said it like that, personal information. Now, if we don't want to be here yet again next year with another amendment or enforcement action, those pursuing such an approach must stop searching for loopholes to avoid the conclusion that a sale is occurring to take and take CCPA and CPRA's amendment as intended, broadly. Now, CCBA is sale. It is time to get over it, as they say. The notion of the CPRA amendment and the CCPA to make sales and shares mutually exclusive categories of personal information disclosures is fundamentally at odds with the structure of the law which provides for those concepts to overlap. Indeed, a better reading of the CPRA is that all shares are sales, but not all sales are shares. And if you can't see me, I am doing the quotations with my fingers. If my voice isn't given it enough. <laughs> uh, for example, if an industry participant engages in CCBA, it is both a share and a sale. But there are certain measurement and reporting functions that can support CCBA or other forms of advertising, such as contextual, that are likely sales, but not shares. The CPRA intends sale and share to overlap evidence in the history of the ballot initiative. Certain industries, participants unwisely took a narrow view of sale upon CCPA's effective date in January of 2020. Those advocating the position stated there were certain exchanges of personal information in the delivery of digital ads that were not supported by uh, valuable consideration. An element of the statutory definition of sale and thus the consumer uh, did not have the right to opt out of such disclosures. Now, under the uh, view, participants in the multi-billion dollar digital ad market were seen as providing gifts 
of personal information to one another without receiving any benefit. You kidding me? You're going to give gifts and you want that benefit too? Of course. Of course. However, Alistair McTaggart, privacy advocate and now California Privacy Protection Agency board member who drove the efforts towards the CCPA's legislative enactment and the CPRA ballot initiative amendment to the CCPA expressed the view that CCPA's definition of sale and encompassed all sharing of personal information for CCBA purposes. Uh, And I quote, I think that the language of the CCPA is clear, and I think the intent is clear. I was really surprised to see a thread developing among some attorneys saying, don't worry about sell, because that means exchange for valuable consideration, and essentially we can share, and it'll all be okay. Even though I don't think the CCPA is ambiguous if... Some people are saying it is ambiguous. Let's make sure we close that out. It is now crystal clear, crystal clear, when it comes to sharing consumer information for cross-content behavioral advertising that the law gives consumers the right to opt out. Now, in legal uh, parlance, McTaggart's view was CCBA disclosures are sales of personal information supported by valuable consideration. But for the avoidance of doubt, the CPRA amendment made CCBA disclosures shares of personal information that do not require any valuable consideration. The notion that CPRA somehow pulled CCBA out of the sale bucket and placed it solely into the share bucket is Belied by the ballot initiative history. All right. So, moreover, the California Attorneys General complaint and settlement for 1.2 million with Sephora stated companies make consumer personal information available to third parties and receive a benefit from the arrangement, such as in the form of ads targeting specific consumers. They are deemed to be selling consumer personal information under the law. Given the position of the California Attorney General's office that CCBA ads targeting specific consumers is a sale of personal information, it might not be wise to tempt fate and say that CPRA somehow changes that, especially in the light of the unchanged definition of sale and the attorneys and the Attorney General's enforcement authority. So what's next? Well, unless you have perfected a proper service provider or contractor relationship and are willing to live with the substantial limitations the law imposes on those relationships, market participants should explain to consumers when they engage in target advertising, they're selling, not sharing personal information for CCBA purposes and provide corresponding opt-outs. Anything less will create incredible friction when negotiating contracts between participants in the digital advertising industry, foster consumer confusion, and create unnecessary legal risk. Going into 23, it is untenable to have half of the market participants' disclosure, or excuse me, disclosing to consumers they only share personal information and the other half disclosing they both sell and share personal information to describe exactly the same activity. Consumers are likely to be confused by what opt-out choices they are being offered and regulators are unlikely to demonstrate patience with these uh, with this approach after sending clear signals through statements about the intent of the CPRA's changes as well as the Sephora enforcement action. 
Now, many may ask, how does this relate to IAB's new multi-state privacy agreement? The MSPA does not take a legal position on what exactly it is encompassed by the definitions of sale or share, just as the IAB did not define the scope of sale in the limited service provider agreement. We wait for regulators to do that. Instead, the MSPA only defines the activities a service provider or contractor may engage in after a consumer has opt out, opted out of sales or sharing or in circumstances where an advertiser or publishers determines it does not sell or share personal information in order to support continued growth in an increasingly fraught regulatory environment we as an industry must coalesce around a common understanding of the CPRA that accepts the broad scope of the law our job is to comply he says and that begins by accepting the term sale which is here to stay includes the CCBA. Well, that is the end of this article. Um, as Gabe and I discussed before um, this came out, but uh, just to give credit to the authors, it's Michael Hahn and Tony uh, Ficoretta. Sorry, Tony, if I botched your last name, but appreciate uh, the article. And I will also have this in the show notes for all of our listeners, but hope hope you got a little bit more insight on the discussions that me and Gabe were talking about earlier and please stay tuned for next week because we're going to bring on Scott G to talk a lot further into all of this as well as all the other regulations coming out in 2023 so stay tuned and stay on your toes people because privacy laws coming and uh I guess we have to get used to sell instead of share because in reality it's just sell. They're just selling it. They're selling your info. Sorry. Anyways, we'll see y'all next week. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for the support. See y'all later. Cameron Ivy over and out. Hey, you guys made it all the way to the end. Thanks for listening. Again, if this is your first time, we really appreciate the support and everyone that's always been around since the beginning. We love you guys. Keep supporting Privacy, please. And we'll always have new content each and every week. Cameron Ivy, over and out.